Hello, you beautiful people. I've got a good one for you today, especially for the brokers and 3PLs who want to peek into how the mind of a shipper works. Welcome into another episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. I am your host, Blythe Brumley, covering how your favorite things and people make it from point A to B. And in this episode, we're breaking down a Twitter thread that was posted by a popcorn shipper, revealing what he wished he knew about working with a 3PL before he actually started working with them which is really great insight for any brokers out there looking to ease the concerns of a prospect before, during, and after the sale. I've got a Twitter thread linked in the show notes along with a few other episodes I think y'all will find beneficial. Since today is a quick one, feel free to check out those other episodes for a bit of a deeper dive into similar topics. But until then, hope y'all enjoy this one topic because let's talk about what a shipper wants from a 3PL. Now, many freight companies will spend a lot of resources, time, and money on an SEO strategy to try to figure out what shippers are searching for online. And while I think that that's not, in in my personal opinion, SEO is not a strategy that the majority of freight brokers should be focusing as a core strategy, go check some of my LinkedIn posts. I posted a couple videos today on some myths and misconceptions and also tips for improving your SEO strategy. So it has some definitely some helpful information out there if you're looking to fine tune that strategy. But one thing that we don't necessarily hear too often is in a public setting what a shipper wants from a 3PL. And so this popcorn manufacturer, they really it's it's a not a popcorn, yeah, a president over at Franklin's Popcorn. His name is Dave Strickland. He posted to Twitter late last week about what he wished he knew about working with 3PLs. Now let's run through in case you're listening, let's run through a couple of these tweets because it was a thread full of insight and information that I think a lot of brokers will find extreme value in. And the first few tweets, he says he finished his first year with a 3PL was an expensive process. And here are the things that he wished that he learned before going into the deal. That software matters a lot. Making sure there's no hiccups in the order flow is essential to sleeping well at night. Make sure they, the brokers, demo it and you talk to one another as well as your customers on the cart platform you're on. Now you don't have to have alignment on say you don't have to have alignment on saving money as Dave continues, but he said when I told my warehouse team to get that container from X and bring it to Y, they knew my cost per unit and would be like, Dave, it's expensive if you do that. Let's rethink this. The 3PL just says no problem and they bill you whatever. So he's talking about his experience before using a 3PL where there were some cost conversations that were taking place whenever he had a a shipment that needed to get from X to Y. And so how a 3PL would just accept it, just they're worried about moving the freight from point A to point B. They're not necessarily worried about the business owner or the shipper's cost. So that was another thing that he wished that the 3PL would have communicated to them as he was working through this process process. And then he says, it leads me to point number three, how they bill you matters. Is someone in your org going to have that Excel spreadsheet Sherlock Holmes to figure out charges? How are you tracking all that? Can you see the charges in real time or are they just invoiced monthly? So these are all of the different concerns that he had after signing on to work with a 3PL. So 
from the perspective of using this insight that's rarely posted, especially to a platform like Twitter, where we don't really see this kind of insight directly from a shipper, I have a couple takeaways that I think that you guys will find valuable as you start building out your cold outreach or even your your regular outreach of the conversational points that you should be covering and you should be covering not only ahead of the process before a deal is made but after the deal has been made that ongoing communication which from reading between the lines of of his tweets that seemed like that was the biggest gap and failure is that once he sort of signed on the dotted line to work with 3PL he kind of felt like he was just waiting in the wings and just ran charges would be popping up and he would have to factor in those charges after the fact, not before the fact. So let's talk about a few of those key takeaways. Growing shippers are used to running everything. I think that's kind of clear from that thread that he's used to running everything. You have to let them know what the entire process is up front of working with a 3PL. Even if you think they should know something, say it anyway. Let me make sure that that communication is actually is, is taking place instead of assuming that that shipper will know how this entire process works out, especially when it comes to billing, especially when it comes to tracking and visibility. And then let them know how the process works during a typical shipment or when, you know, stuff hits the fan. When stuff hits the fan, there's probably a, a different protocols that are taking place. They just want to know ahead of time because they're used to running everything. And so when they take that trust factor and they let someone else manage it, there's, you know, I could speak from like an entrepreneurial standpoint that you're used to running everything and you have to now trust somebody else that's going to do as good of a job, if not better than you will. So that establishing that trust factor is incredibly important. And it sounds like with at least Franklin's popcorn that this wasn't actually taking place and that this communication wasn't happening until after the fact of when he actually was asking, well, what the hell is going on with my shipment? And also what the hell is going on with all of this pricing? Being proactive, not just before the sale is complete or before that relationship is established with the new shipper, you should be communicating what happens during X, Y, and Z. And then also what happens during a crisis for X, Y, and Z, what the cost and implications are from that. Um, All of those little minute details, because like I said, shippers are used to running everything. So you need, they need to be able to trust you that you are on top of it and that you're also communicating that to them. Now, business owners, my final takeaway, I'll give it to you is uh, business owners like Dave want to handle the logistics part of the business, but they realize they need to trust others in order to help them grow more. You are supposed to set them up and help them free up their time so they can focus on where they're the most valuable. And so by knowing all of these different intricacies of how the, the process and charges and, and, and all of the minute details that may, they may not know, they may not be aware of, this was a really interesting insight into what you can be proactive about communicating with them. And what does that do? That establishes trust and knowledge that you're an expert in this and that they can trust you even with stuff hits the fan, that they're not going to be raked over the coals with a lot of different, you know, uh, overages and, and, and charges that they don't necessarily 
uh, plan for because they don't know that it exists. So being able to communicate that, like I said, ahead of time, before, during, and after the process of getting the deal is complete, then if you're staying proactive and you're communicating what goes on, then you are doing much better than a lot of these three PLs out here just by simply communicating your knowledge of what's going on in the industry and being proactive. I think that that was one of the bigger takeaways from reading through his thread and reading through some of the responses that he got from other shippers, especially growing shippers and companies who have been used to going direct to consumer and handling everything themselves. Now they're trusting a 3PL to handle it for them, but they still want to be in the constant communication loop. So honing in on those strategies, I think would help a lot of 3PLs, especially as you're doing some cold outreach. If you're speaking to some of these concerns that he's tweeting about, guarantee that other people are experiencing the same thing. And that could be a competitive advantage for you if you are communicating those things ahead of time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. And if you did like it, I would love if you could rate and review the show on Apple or Spotify. It'll take you like two minutes of your time, but it helps a ton for a creator like me to be able to show that review like a badge of honor. And it also helps the show get discovered by others. If you'd like to see more of my work, head on over to digitaldispatch.io. I've got some new content collections under the resources tab for folks who are freight brokers, truckers, carriers, freight agents, and also a best of collection for how to fix your website and how to fix your marketing. It's all completely free. And again, that tab is under resources over on the digitaldispatch.io website. The website also includes some links to our social media accounts, along with my products and services, in case any of that is of interest to you. Once again, my name is Blythe Bremley, and I thank you for sharing your attention with me today. Until next time, have a magical day.